right. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. Uh, this is Jeff. I'm here with my friend, Les. We're going to get right into this. Uh, welcome to the Travel Mouth Podcast. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, Les, uh, how you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing, sir? Great. Thanks for joining me today. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. Absolutely. I've been, I've been looking forward to this all week. So tell, tell us a little bit about yourself so we kind of have a background on, on who you are, and uh, that'll give us a little more understanding of, uh, of your food tastes and choices. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, you know, Les, or my friends call me Chef Les. Uh, I like that. Traveled. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, tra- that, that persona was, was invented during, uh, during COVID, uh, having a good time making, making short, uh, short, funny videos about drinking or, or eating. Uh, but yeah, long story short, uh, what kind of brings me brings me here and onto your podcast, you know, grow up, uh, grew up in, in, in the panhandle of Texas, uh, you know, didn't, didn't have a lot of experience, uh, you know, with, with fine dining, but, uh, had a, grew up with a, a great love of barbecue, uh, mm-hmm. growing up there, uh, left, left as uh, soon as I could, you know, just looking for adventure, left, left Borger, Texas, uh, went to Houston, went to Dallas, uh, then, you know, when I got into my thirties, was looking for a little more adventure and, and I moved out to California where I was introduced to, uh, to try tip and, uh, some of the best asada in the country. So, uh, you know, really, uh, uh, loved that. Then, uh, you know, was recruited by, by Tesla and Elon to move out to, to Reno, help start the gigafactory out there. Uh, you know, Re- Reno can have a bad reputation. So, you know, Reno 911 is a real thing, but, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> but there are a lot of uh, great people there. There's a lot of great restaurants, a lot of great bars and, uh, and the bars are 24 seven. So that, that fit into my, uh, uh, fit into my lifestyle pretty well. I, I worked night shift at, at Tesla there for a few years uh, before awesome. c- coming back to California. Got to come back for uh, uh, to make my wife happy and to 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 have that that uh, Asada experience again. Yeah, California food changed my life for sure. Uh, there's nothing like it. I got to spend some time in Texas and California too, and I would sure. definitely say those were huge, huge, informing my tastes and you know what I what I crave. And definitely Absolutely. that carne asada gets me every time. Yeah, have to you know you, you know you, you you see the places that you know with with Indian Chinese fusion. You know I, I like to barbecue a little little California Texas fusion. Ooh, nice man! That sounds great. Absolutely. Yeah, I noticed in some of your in some of your answers on this, you were pretty adventurous with your taste, and I like that. The, one of the first things that kind of caught my eye was you mentioned the uh, putting peanut butter on a burger. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 a big believer in try everything once, and uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, but when I tried it, so the first time I tried it, it was peanut butter and jelly. Uh, you know, going oh. forward, I'd probably leave the jelly off, but the the peanut butter actually the the fat kind of melts into the burger and, and gives you a nice flavor. And you know, if you've ever had a a fried turkey, there's nothing nothing better than a than a, a turkey fried in peanut oil. So you know, kind of same. <sighs> I completely there, agree right? with that. And I'm also a fan of the peanut butter burger. Um, I, I I had one because I grew up kind of in uh, the Midwest. I lived in Illinois for a little while, in Ohio for a little while. And um, I I had one in Missouri. And I think they originate in that area, too. And they call okay. them goober burgers or goo burgers or uh, okay. something like that. And I think they, yeah, they do it even with pickles sometimes as well, which I always thought was kind of wild. But it works. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, so nice. if you're if you're feeling extra adventurous someday, throw a couple uh, dill pickle slices on there and and see what you think. You know, after a few drinks, I'll, I'll probably try that. <laughs> That's well. <laughs> see, I'm, I, I get more adventurous with my eating. Yeah. Yes, exactly. sir. Exactly. 
So uh, another thing you mentioned that uh, I also is it would love to do someday is eat beef in Argentina. And, you know, oh, I, I know the legend of like, oh, it's good there. And I your answer made me kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent of research of kind of figuring out why, like why it's right. good. Do you know about that? No, uh, that that's a good question. You know, uh, had a had a friend from a, I have a friend that, that works for me actually uh, that from Chile, and I was talking yeah. to him about it. And same thing, and I, yeah. And I was asking me, and he's like, "Yeah, the food." He he goes back, you know, once a year, and the, and nothing's better than than eating and you know being outdoors. And so that you know that he was talking about they have the big fire pit, they they grill over the the you know wood fire. And yeah. it sounds amazing, but yeah, that you don't have to dig into the history of uh, you know how they got. Well, the, it's the, it's the history, beef. but it's also their environment. It's kind of like a perfect sure. situation. They've got these beautiful plains where they they graze all day and free roam, and they don't yeah. use hormones. And it's a leaner breeds of cattle that they've developed over hundreds of years, and it's just a really neat, like special thing. And I didn't know the extent of it until I started digging into it. I've I've been to a Brazilian steakhouse and had, sure. you know, the picanha and stuff like that. And, you know, I think that's kind of the uh, sort of a, a, a version of the experience. But I also would love to go to Argentina and eat Absolutely. this amazing beef that they have. Yeah. Now that you mentioned, maybe maybe it's uh, the, the grass fed beef has a big part. You know, you can get grass fed beef here, but, you know, more of our sure. beef is, is corn fed. But, you know, maybe that, that plays a part in it. Yeah. And then special breeds of cattle. And they just uh, they said it's a leaner, more flavorful is what they always tried to breed towards instead of breeding towards, you know, a lot of times in industrial farms, you're going to breed towards weight and production and how much, you know, how much yield you can get off an animal. Instead, they bred for flavor. And when you breed for flavor over hundreds of years, you get some amazing cows. Absolutely. They're they're breeding for steaks, not for Big Macs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Yes, sir. So what what is it about cooking that you really enjoy like what draws you to cooking why why are you chef less i mean i i get the comedy side of it i like that <laughs> sure, sure. too i feel like that's neat that you have kind of a you know you've got like a pov on it sure and i sure. appreciate that but like what what ties you to cooking you know uh and, and i've heard people you know talk about you know jujitsu or you know physical acts that you know working out intensely helps them you know forget about their stress and you know that's, yeah. that's kind of how, how i you know i could probably do a little more uh, working out rather than than cooking and eating but it helps me you know i'll, I'll I work would say even, the same <laughs> right <laughs> every, every day you know i'll get home uh you know i'll pour myself uh, a whiskey or wine or you know uh whatnot and and i'll, I'll you know look at what's in the fridge and, and, you know, try to experiment. It really takes your mind off whatever stresses you have at work, whatever's going on in the outside world. And you can just focus on, you know, what's sizzling in the pan. And, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's a de-stressor and, and I love, yeah. I love looking at, I love to see people tr- try my food and smile. Like, you know, I love people make people laugh. I love like to make people, uh, fill their, fill their stomachs. Man, I, I agree with everything you just said. And I think cooking does the same thing for me. It's like in a world that I, I feel sort of out of control sometimes or that I can't sure. control. Um, I can go in that kitchen and kind of take control. And I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then also that connection to people thing when I'm, when I cook for somebody and see them enjoy it or satisfied with it or whatever, you know, it's, it's really nice. And I, I found out cooking for lots of people when you cook for people that you don't really know and like cooking yeah. in competitions and things like that, it's a little bit, different of a feeling i don't feel as satisfied with the experience as i do when i cook for people that i care about there's Absolutely. something to that you know you, you know it just made me think about it. this isn't anything that you know i put down yeah. uh 
uh, uh, when we when we were discussing me coming on our podcast, but one of my best experiences uh, in August, uh, my wife and I actually went to a, a, a friend's wedding in Ireland, and I had the privilege of awesome. barbecuing for like thirty or forty people over in Ireland, and uh, you know, th- and they don't barbecue that much, so that you know, Chef Les shows up, they're like, "Hey, you mind man in the barbecue?" and Oh, and that's they, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. And they they actually did mass every day. Uh, big Catholic family, and so yeah. you know, not, not only did I, you know, not have to sit down, uh, you know, and uh, and and listen to that, you know, not and I, I love them, and and I think they're great, they're great people, but you know, I prefer to to be cooking. So I was on the grill, and the smoke from the grill was wafting over to where everybody was gathered for like an outside mass and uh and 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 the the father was great we actually hung out with him for almost two weeks and uh had a great time uh touring ireland with him but he tied in the smoke coming over and you know smoking out the the mass to he he talked about like a martyr from you know christian history and he tied it into somebody being burnt at the stake and uh it was it was was, was a really good time and uh, enjoyed hanging out with those folks and cooking for them that's a, a preacher who can improv. I like it. Yes, sir. Yeah. It was Working awesome. on his feet. Yes, sir. That's great. So uh, that, that kind of leads into something you talked about, too, was that you uh, you really like making smoked ribs. That's one of your favorite things to oh, cook. Absolutely. And, absolutely. and come on, a guy from Texas, I would expect that maybe, maybe some barbecue. Yeah. yeah you, and you know what? I, I Some people from Texas give me a hard time. You know, you, you think Texas, you think beef. And you know, I, I love. Yeah. And I love brisket. <laughs> But man, pork is is my favorite. You know, it's it's awesome. It, and you know, I'm I'm a big believer in uh, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And uh, and I, pork is my pork is my cheat. You know, even if I'm making brisket, I'm injecting it with bacon grease. If I'm making uh, oh nice spaghetti, my, my oh spaghetti pork's there. Sauce, pork's pork's yeah. welcome oh, to the party, no matter what. I like that absolutely. You know, that's you got, great. Breakfast sausage is my secret ingredient in my spaghetti. But yeah, going back to the ribs. Uh, you know, I, I and and I just had friends over over the weekend, and as a time constraint, so I was really worried. You know, because I, I I normally am a slow cooker, and my, my wife gets mad at me because she's like, "What time's dinner?" And I'm like, "Or supper? What what time's supper?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't know what time you want to eat because I like I like to just draw it out and you know slow cook when I can." But I had friends over, and you know, I cranked up the heat, but it actually gave a nice crisp you know uh, uh, crust all over the ribs. And, uh, you know, I have a one of my secrets there, too, is I have a little spray bottle with with apple, apple juice that I'll, you know, try yeah. to keep, keep them moist. And, uh, you know, they came out really good. Um, yeah, I love cooking pork ribs. And that that was my note on your uh, rib rib answer was I just put slow cooking excl- exclamation point. So I love that you brought up slow cooking because I I do oh, yeah. have an affinity for that as well. There's something. Absolutely. There's something about either really fast cooking, like doing um. I don't know, like eggs or a burger or something like that, where everything just comes down to seconds. I like that too. That's sure. kind of a high wire act. But man, slow cooking is there's nothing like it. <laughs> slow stewing them beans and slow barbecue, just everything. I love that. Absolutely. We so we went to uh, a couple of years ago. We went to Italy for uh, a buddy of mine's wedding, and we made a tour out of northern Italy, and we went to the Bra region, and that that's like the that's the mecca of slow cooking. And we were able to go to a culinary school and, and wow. eat. And it was, and I, I got a funny story for you there. Like sure. so when we first got to Italy, uh, you know, I didn't, I, I, I know a little about wine, but I'm, I'm no connoisseur. And, and we sat down and I ordered a bottle of wine and the, the waiter, you know, complimented on my, my choice. And so I got a big head. And then we went to Bra and we sat down at this culinary institute and I'm looking at the wines and 
I don't remember the, the the name of the wine, but there was one version, and then there was another version that said Magnum, and I thought that was just maybe a, a high, a, you know, a, a better version, like the reserve version of that wine. Oh, sure. So, so I point at it, and 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 he looks at me, and it's just me and my wife, and he says, "Are you sure that's what you want?" And I thought it was a price thing, and I look at him like, "Yeah, I can afford that," and. And my wife was at the bathroom, so she didn't have a chance to, to, to help me out there. And so he came back with the bottle of wine. And what the Magnum meant was it was like a huge bottle a of wine. big bottle. <laughs> yeah. right. so, and we finished it. And you oh, know, nice. <laughs> so it was, it was Buy the ticket, time. take the ride. I like <laughs> that's it. That's right. You're like, oh, no, no, no. I, that's just what I wanted, I'm sure. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. I got yeah. a big liver. got a Texas liver. That's great. Man. <laughs> I like how you're uh, you're taking these opportunities for travel and really turning them into an experience. That's great. Absolutely, yeah. Going, that's to, going to cooking part. schools, barbecuing over in Ireland. That's you're really making it into something. Does that take a lot of planning to make that happen? Or are you researching all that yourself? So I I do a lot of research before, and you know my my wife's more the planner. Uh, you know she okay. works in quality. Uh, you know she she awesome. likes things kind of, uh, you know with uh with a regiment, but uh, you know. What she does for me when we travel, she gives me one day to force go. That's what I call, you know, just we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what restaurants we're going to end up at. We don't love know it. I eat, always but... force go. Yep. That's <laughs> right? a good That's a good call. Yes, sir. But yeah, you know, when, I, I do try to at least, you know, have one or two restaurant reservations wherever we go just so we know, uh, you know, we're going to have a, a good, good meal while we're out. Well, on the uh, on the low end, uh, you kind of mentioned the Wiener Schnitzel chili dog, and, and I want to know what what you like about that. Absolutely. So yeah, that's uh, again, that's when my, my wife travels a fair amount for work, and so when she's yeah. out of town at least one night, uh, on my way home from work, I got to hit Wiener Schnitzel, and uh, you know, it's just it's a it's a guilty pleasure. Uh, you know, you, you they used to have the five for five dollars, the, the yeah. chili chili cheese dog, and you know, I have done that. And, Yep. <laughs> I'll get home and uh, I'll watch the, you know, the TV shows that she doesn't care too much for. I'll, I'll, I'll put on, you know, some goofy that, you know, the IT crowd or, or some other British comedy. Oh, that that's she, a great show. She rolls her eyes at and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll chat down with my, my chili cheese dogs and my, my glass of whiskey. Have you ever gotten that one they do where they put fries on it as well? It's called the junkyard. I think it's like fries and onions. No, they do that at Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah, yeah, it's a really? chili cheese yeah. dog, but they add French fries on it and then sprinkle onions on top. So it's like chili, cheese, onions, and French fries. Oh, that sounds awesome! I'm gonna try that yeah. next time. Yeah, it's been nice. years since I've had one, but I saw I'm, I'm in Washington and I saw that we okay. had one actually a location here in the state, and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna have to go get a junkyard. It's been a while. Right, make make <laughs> that, that that's a it's a good trip just to plan. Go to Washington just to get a <laughs> yeah chili cheese dog with the fries and onions. Yeah, yep. So uh, something else that we you had talked about is uh, death and taxes. I know you mentioned Reno oh, uh, real yeah. briefly, but but I looked that bar up. I had never heard of it, and I looked it up. That place looks so cool. Death and taxes is amazing. It's it's just the chandelier Reno. and the yeah. the dark wood, and I don't know. That looks like yeah. my kind of place. Right away, oh. I was like, I want to go. Absolutely, you go in there and it's like pitch dark. You know, you just see the 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 background of the lights behind all the bottles that all their cocktails are, you know, craft cocktails that make the best old fashioned I've ever had. And if you talk to the the bartender, they'll, there's a back room that they'll open up that you, there's a nice little leather chairs and there's like, you know, high end bottles of whiskey. It's just, it's an experience going there. It's a little pricey, but it's completely worth it. 
I love a good bourbon. I I, I like whiskey, but I'm kind of sure. stuck in the uh, in the bourbon. I, I guess I have a couple ryes. So okay. what, what what are your favorite bourbons? What are or, or whiskeys or ryes or anything in that category? So you know my my you know favorite you know uh, yeah. is is Blanton's. Uh, you know nice. My, uh, just this morning I was uh, I think I posted on 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 Instagram. I was, I was drinking on my coffee mug that my mother in law gave me. It says uh, there there's a chance this might be Blanton's. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so, so love Blanton's. It's you know extremely hard to find. But yeah, do you, you find know, it in your market like on shelf or are you ordering it or how are you getting your bottles? So you can find like some small liquor stores, like there's a liquor store by, you know, this little beach community out here that you're going to mm-hmm. pay double, double the retail price for it, but you can find it. Uh, so okay. that's, that's, it's just a higher price point. Okay. But, and, yeah. And, 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 yeah. and I can find it on shelf here too, but it's, man, it's not even double. It's like four times, three times oh, the wow. price. Yeah. yeah. And actually death and taxes, I, you know, I got to give a shout out to those guys too. Like, so I've, you know, the, the caps from the bottles, you know, each will have a letter so you can spell yeah. out Blanton. Yeah. And they would, they would save the, the lids for me with the little, uh, you know, the little jockey and the, the horse on top. So on my windows. Oh, that's cool. So Blantons. you've got the full set now? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. That's nice. I've, I've never, I've had Blanton's, but I've never had a bottle. I've never even owned oh, a bottle. Yep. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And, and and don't repeat this, but I've been known to, you know, keep the bottle and then fill it up with Buffalo Trace. So well, yeah. secrets, secrets out of the bag now. Of, of course. Of course. <laughs> I think a lot of people do that. It's funny. I see like uh, really high end bottles for sale and I'm like, well, what would anyone do with that? And then I'm like, oh, I know what they do with it. They put it on their back bar. They fill it up with Buffalo Trace. And, yeah, That's right. Day. That's right. I, my favorites that I can get my hands on right now, I really love the uh, uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof series has been Ooh, super, nice. super impressive for me. And then Rare Breed uh, from Wild Turkey. And they're not, yeah. either of those is really an expensive bottle. That's like probably a 50 and a $70 bottle. But I am so happy with those, <laughs> those bourbons. Yeah. I'm a little scared to get into the expensive stuff. Like sure. I know Blanton's is not retail too expensive, yeah. but in reality it is. Absolutely. So, and yeah, my... My uh, what I'm drinking right now. You mentioned wild turkey. Wild turkey yeah. Long Branch uh, is if you can I find Long Branch. I had that one. It's it's got the the mesquite smoked flavor. Uh, wow. You know, I, I bought it. In, in, McConaughey was advertising it. You know, so I'm like, I, I gotta get the get the wild turkey Long Branch, and it's worth it. Is it actually like a something he was involved in, like a collab kind of thing, or is it just he's he's doing their marketing? Whatever. I think it was just marketing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I'll have to look for that one. Long Branch. Yeah. Driving the Lincoln, drinking the Long Branch. Nice. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe not while he's driving. Maybe in the backseat. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, so let's talk Toblerone. Oh, Toblerone. Yeah. I thought so, that was an interesting choice. I, I I like Toblerone, but I don't know if I would put it like at the top of my list. I want to I want to know why you like Toblerone so much. You know, I think that's a childhood memory. Uh, you know, awesome. I was, you know, in good reason, I think. Right. I think it was, it was middle school uh, in Borger, Texas. And uh, I think it was like the French club or, you know, some some group uh, was just going around selling candy bars and they were yeah. selling Toblerone. And I don't know, you know, I gave them a, a buck and those was one of those small triangle, you know, uh, cardboard tubes. And it was best the best, you know, thing I'd ever had in Borger, Texas. Just, you know, really good chocolate with, you know, the, the pieces of hazelnut or whatever that they put in there. And it was, uh, you know, still to this day, every time I, I guess it brings back, you know, my first, you know, great experience with chocolate as a kid and, you know, just loved it. 
Yeah, I, I similarly, the first time I had good chocolate kind of had this awakening moment of like, oh, it can be good. Exactly. Otherwise, it was just, you know, sugary sweet. And I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really get it until I had good chocolate. So I, I feel you there. Have you heard about the issues they've been having with moving production and all that no. kind of stuff? No, I'm not aware so of I that. guess they're, they're moved production or they're in the process of moving quite a bit of their production to Slovakia oh, and Bratislava. Okay. And and so the Swiss government's making them take the word Swiss made off the packaging and really? take the take the Matterhorn off the packaging. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, that's wild. It isn't it? I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> supposedly they're not changing the the actual candy itself in any way. Although in in reading about that, I saw how many different versions of it they make. Some with two peaks, some with three peaks, mm. some with as many as 12, 15, 17 peaks, like really long ones. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't aware of that. I'm just used to, you know, the normal, you know, old school Toblerone. Yeah. And, so and how many is in the same. standard? Is that like a, is that like five or six like triangles, many... do you think? Is it just three? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I think you're probably, you're probably getting seven or eight in there. Okay. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I didn't really look at what the standard one was here in the U.S., but it looked like they're different all around. So. But I always, I always finish it in, you know, one setting. That, that, that's one serving, no matter how many pieces there are. So since you like both ribs and candied bacon, I'm thinking you like <laughs> I'm thinking you like sweet and salty. I do, I do. You know, I, I always tie it in. You know, um, and and uh, you know, I gotta tell you, I never make the same thing twice. So it's I um, am the same way. When people ask me for a recipe, I'm like, I'm gonna uh, give you one, but it's not gonna be the same next time I make it. I promise you. Right? Yeah. You know, you mix your honey in uh, with your with your barbecue sauce. And then for the savory, you know, my go-to is uh, Tony Satchery's like, uh, that stuff's good. Yeah. Cajun spices. I love that. Yep. Put that almost everything. Yeah. My, uh, my boss is at the brewery I worked at in Colorado. They put that on just about everything. And I kind of, yeah, I miss it. If I don't have it around, I really like it on a burger patty too. It just really oh, absolutely tastes fantastic. Wakes up meat uh, really nicely. Yeah. And again, my, my, my cheat for making burgers, is going to be, 50% breakfast sausage, 50% ground beef. I and love Tony that. What, so are you just grabbing Jimmy Dean, like a good stage sausage, breakfast sausage? Yeah, the uh, spicy, spicy Jimmy oh, Dean. Spicy Jimmy it. Dean. Oh, yes, now. Sir. All right, now I'm we're talking. That. I'm writing this down. Yes, sir. <laughs> I got to do that. That's awesome. So that was funny. About... Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, that was funny when I was, when I was barbecuing in Ireland as well. Uh, the Irish yeah. like their, their meat well done. I mean, they, they, uh uh they, they want to make sure they're getting a well-done patty and and my my buddy that got married his dad was there and uh he's from michigan and he uh he saw the burgers i was giving everybody else and i'm cooking them you know to order and he's like he's watched me he's like nope put it on there flip it all right let me eat it and everybody else is just like their, their jaws dropped when they saw the red meat he was eating it was a good time oh that's fun well, maybe that's a, you know a cultural thing. I wonder why. Maybe maybe food safety hasn't been you know. It's like when you go to Japan and they're eating raw chicken. They're like, how how in the world are they doing this? Well, they absolutely, can. it's safe. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, it's an interesting thing to see how that affects like how people eat. And I'm sure you know that goes with you. If they were here, they'd probably ask for a well done burger. Even though, 100. Yeah, you know, even though it'd be a safe thing here in in theory. And yeah, and we went to we went to a restaurant uh, over there as as well, and uh, I ordered a steak, and and the bride's sister was was sitting next to me, and she heard me order uh, medium rare, and she's like, "No, you want to order rare? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you want to order rare?" And then she was right; it was it, I, I ordered rare, and it, it came out perfect. 
Yeah. Nice. So tell me about artichoke truffle soup because I want oh, that man. now. I so love, it's, I assume it's a creamy soup, right? Like a cream it, of artichoke. It is. It's yes. It's so good. Okay. So yeah, for, for our honeymoon, me and Lauren went to, uh, went to Paris, uh, was able awesome. to get reservations at Guy Savoie and, wow. and you know, I'm, I'm not that cultured. Like when we were going, I was talking to my buddy of mine. I said, we're going to Guy Savoy. Yeah. He's going, where? I'm going to Guy Savoy. He's like, it's, it's Guy Savoy-less. And so I did my research, learned how to pronounce it. Uh, and he, uh, the, the chef actually came out. I, I, you know, and when I was making the reservation, I, I, I said it was our honeymoon. And, and he came out to our table where we get a picture. And he's actually Gordon Ramsay's mentor. So it was just, you know, a huge honor to even, you know, meet him and to eat there. Was but it the, Marco Pierre White? No, Guy Savoy, uh, actually, the, the owner, he, he's, he oh, came out. Oh, that's his name. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The, yeah, he's got I've a heard of the restaurant. I actually didn't know that was a person. Isn't that funny? Yes, sir. Yeah. And he's <laughs> super nice guy. You should follow him on Instagram. He, I don't know what he's saying, but he, he just seems real, real lovable when he's, you know, cooking and talking about food. It's all in French. But uh, <laughs> at any rate, the best thing I've ever eaten is the uh, artichoke truffle soup at, at geese of wall they they you know shaving truffles onto your soup wow it's, like you said it's, it's a creamy soup uh in paris they they brought out like these uh almost like croissant rolls and mm-hmm. with truffle butter that you just you're and and they left the butter for us and just i've, I've never seen a, a, a look on anyone's face of bliss more than my wife's when she was you know dipping that truffle butter croissant into that soup and taking a bite it just uh and and they won't give you the recipe so you can actually i, I don't think they're doing it right now but for a while in las vegas you could take like a, a cooking class at gisawa i think it's in uh, caesar's palace in in vegas but they will not not give you the recipe for the artichoke truffle soup it's it's a trade secret wow and they say there's no butter in the soup and and we're talking actually me and my wife were talking about that last night we don't know how there's no butter in the soup. And I thought about it, I'm like, okay, there's no butter, but there's got to be like rendered duck fat or there something. There's something. Yeah. That, that, like I said, I always believe in cheating, you know, putting bacon grease in my brisket. Right. Yeah. Hopefully sneaking some something in pork there. fat in there. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I like it. I like how when you described how good it was that you described watching her enjoy it as well. I think that's super oh, yeah. cool. Oh yeah, it was. It was that really a, solidifies an experience. Time. It's like it's like going to see a movie with a friend, and you both enjoy it, and then you talk about it afterwards, and it like it really, it's like an enrichment thing. It really adds to it. Absolutely, hundred percent agree. And I, I I like to travel by myself. I do quite often, but it it's important to me to kind of make those connections with people. So I'll end up you yeah know, talking to people just to end up sharing a bottle of of beer with them or sharing a meal with them or whatever, so that I can have that kind of secondary level of enjoyment that you're talking about. Absolutely. That, that was one thing about Reno that was cool is there's a, there's a big Basque population in, in the Reno area. And so there's wow. Basque I restaurants. I know that. Do yes, you know sir. why? I don't, I don't know why, but, but, uh, you know, yes, the, some the Basque community, you know, immigrated to the U S into the, the Reno region. And, uh, uh, they they just made some some great restaurants and that's you know that's the way their culture is when you go into the Basque restaurant you, it's family style seating so you're you're sitting next to strangers but by the end of the meal you're not a stranger you're all sharing the same uh you know the same bottle oh, of wine it's that you're, like um what do they call that it's like a Basque dinner club type concept exactly exactly I think wow. it's called, yeah it's it's it a great experience and you 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 meet cool people and 
you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what, you know, what religion, what political affiliation anyone has. Once you sit down to eat with people, you know, we're, we're all we're all the same and we all we all enjoy good food. And I yeah, I absolutely love that about food, how it is sort of a, an equalizer. Absolutely. It allows people to to find commonalities that they wouldn't have otherwise. And I, yes, I, sir. I really appreciate it for that. I feel like sometimes it connects me to my world. You know, sure. it's like uh, I, I feel like a weird person. I feel like a a stranger to all these people. And then I'm like, no, but we share, you know, passion for food. And and that's why it's fun for me to even obviously do interviews like this, but, but it be in the groups that I'm in where people are sharing like their ideas and sharing their foods, watching, you know, you're watching your videos, like any of that kind of stuff is like, it, it's an opportunity for me to connect with people that I wouldn't have otherwise. And for that reason, I, I super appreciate it. hundred percent. Food, food is that. my friend and it also helps me make friends. I like that. Absolutely. So you're a red velvet cake fan. I am. I am. I, I think I, I am guess. too. <laughs> right? I feel like it had its moment. Like what? Like, I don't know, five years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And everyone was all excited about red velvet cake. There was red velvet cake, everything. It was everywhere. Yeah. And the problem with that was there was some bad red velvet cakes going around. <laughs> so where was this good red velvet cake that you had? So, uh, so me and my, I was a kid again, uh, and you know, it was, you know, like I said, similar to the, the chocolate experience. I'd sure. never had, you know, not a cake guy really, but, uh, you know, as a kid or are, are you more lean towards pie? Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Or just Cob- not sweet. Cobbler. Like you know, no, I, I like a cobbler. good cobbler. Kind of like Creed from the office. Give me a good peach cobbler. And that's my birthday. Oh, I like a cobbler. <laughs> yeah. My mom used to make apple crisp. That was one of my favorite kind of cobbler. Nice. Oh, I love a good cobbler. Nice. That's awesome. Apple Brown Betty, I guess, is what. Some Ooh, call yeah. So, uh, at, a, at a buddy's house, uh, I think we were hanging out in his basement, probably playing, you know, the original Nintendo. And his mom had made a red velvet cake, and she left. We actually came out of his basement. And it was just sitting out there, and we, and he's like, "Let's let's try this." And and I tried it, and we ate about half that cake. Uh, we, I got my buddy in trouble because I think his mom was making it for. <laughs> I don't know, a church group or somebody else. And she came home and half the red velvet cake was eaten, but I didn't even care. It was so good. That's uh, great. And same thing. I, 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 you know, some other people had tried to make it. I went to their house and I don't know what they did, but uh, I, I remember once, you know, it's supposed to be like buttercream frosting, right? Well, someone yeah. had made it and it was like a hard, crunchy icing. And oh. I actually, I, I didn't think they were looking. I think I offended somebody. I felt so bad, but I took my like glass of sweet tea and I set it on top of the cake, and then you could set it on top of the cake like it was a table. But the icing was so hard. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> but yeah, you it, it's it's That's hit or right. miss. No. <laughs> but yeah, love love of red velvet cake. Love you know now that now uh you know the, the when the, the cupcakes were a fad for a while, right? And I, you know every every chance I got, I was getting red yes. velvet cupcakes. Yeah, and people think that's oh, it's just like a miniature cake, and I I don't think it is. I think something changes when you do a cupcake because you don't have nearly as much interior ratio right. to exterior crusty ratio, so you get that more of that kind of I don't know denser, more dried surface, and less of the fluffy interior cakiness. Unless it's one of those jumbo cupcakes, and then yeah, that's right. pretty much a cake. <laughs> I've got I've, I've got a pro tip for you here. Yeah, my, my wife, my wife just taught me this and she's, she's an amazing baker. Uh, you know, she's made, you know, cupcakes for, for weddings and, and things like that. She's, uh, she's actually making a cake for a friend's wedding coming up next month. So oh what boy, you do, it's dangerous to have that in the family. It's a good thing. You're not a cake yes, guy. Absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would be <laughs> twice as big as I am now. Yeah. So what you do, you know, cake, 
uh, cupcake can be messy, right? And, you know, you get frosting all over your face and, you know, it's hard to get the right ratio to frosting cake when you're eating it. So you, you un- unwrap your cupcake, you tear the bottom off and you make like a big sandwich out of it. You take the bottom, put it on the top and then the icing is in the middle and you got like a, a, a cupcake sandwich and, and that's how, that's how you eat it. That sounds very nice. That sounds yeah. like it would work. So the, the frosting becomes the interior of the sandwich. Yes, sir. Just learned it. Oh, I like uh, that. Can't go back. No, that sounds really good. That's that's probably the best way to do it. And then you don't get frosting all over your face. I think exactly. I, have a, I have a mustache, so it's always frosting in the mustache. <laughs> right. <laughs> so where do you locally go? Where in the because you're you're north of LA and there's some good yes, burgers and tacos around you. I know oh, this. Yeah. Um, I follow quite a few Instagram accounts of companies doing just amazing things out there. And it makes me want to just come to a food tour so badly oh, because should. it's really it's really developed even in the last five years in that area. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, and I'm, a, you know, I talk about whiskey a lot, but I'm, I'm a beer guy as well. Uh, and I've, yeah. I've got uh, so, you know, like I talked about where uh, I, think, I think it was offline earlier when we were talking about where I work. I work in a yeah. small town called Carpentry, California. And the, the locals will probably get mad at me for talking about this. It's kind of like a hidden gym, just a small uh, surf town. Please, please tell us. <laughs> yes, sir. So there's there's three really good breweries in that town. There's a. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rincon Brewery, which mm-hmm. uh, you know that they, they, they make amazing beer and amazing food. Uh, there's Island Brewery, which is nice because the the location you're not not too far from the beach. And then the the very best brewery, actually, it's my favorite brewery. It's called Brew Lab, and it's a you know small little you know it's almost a little industrial part of town where the 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 gentleman there, Peter, you know, just started off making beer in 55 gallon drums and, and starting a business. And now, you know, it's ex- expanded and just makes, uh, you know, whatever. And it's all, you know, he's kind of, kind of like a, a rotation to his, you know, I'm not even an IPA guy, but he makes yeah. uh, a, an IPA called rap guys, girlfriend. That is just <laughs> the be- best, best beer I've ever had. That's great. Yeah. So, I, that, that's uh, but, always impressive to me too. Like I say that about certain styles. I'm like, Oh, I don't really drink. Like let's say red ales, for instance, sure. I don't really buy red ales. If I see it on a menu, I'm not going to order it. But right. there are certain companies and certain brewers who, if I see them do even a style, I, I wouldn't normally drink. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to trust you and I'm going to try it. And then sure enough, I'm like, yeah. ah, I guess I do like some red ales. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's cool when somebody can kind of win you over, especially on a style that you're not necessarily going to order, you know, everywhere. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And and yeah, like you mentioned, you know, food in the area, a lot of great just little taquerias that, that you know, make, you can get al pastor tacos or, or carne asada tacos, you know, uh, just that there, there's more than you can count. And everyone you go to around here is just just phenomenal. Yeah, the, the I think once you get spoiled by the quality of Mexican food in California, it's kind of hard yeah. to get it too many other places. Um, I'll, you know, living in Colorado for a while, I would ask certain people like, Oh, what's good Mexican food around here. And, and then they tell you that this place is amazing. It's so good. It's the best I've ever had, whatever. And then you go there and you're like, this is the best you've ever had. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. You really yeah. need to come with me to California and you have it right. travel. Absolutely. Yeah. You get, you get Absolutely. a little spoiled out there, especially with the Mexican and it's, you know, it's reasonably priced too, and not hard to find. It's kind of right around the corner everywhere you go. So it's, you, you definitely get spoiled there. What about a good burger? Where do you, where do you find a good burger where you are? So uh, let's see. So there's a, Actually, here in Camarillo, the town I live in, a yeah. uh, place called Burger Boulevard, and uh, they they just make an amazing burger. 
and you know I'll, I'll skip you know and, and also you can get like an alcohol uh, you can get a milkshake with a an alcoholic milkshake and nice which i guess any milkshake that always I reminds me of, uh, of pulp fiction where they get the five dollar oh, yeah. milkshake and they're just like there's no bourbon in it or nothing <laughs> absolutely right and uh yeah there's uh let's see where else are good burgers again rincon brewery i talked about yeah. in uh in carpentry california they make a, a really mean burger uh and again the, the cook there is just a, a great guy i've actually had the chance of of you know being outside of the restaurant and and going to a party where he you know you know some people wherever they go they get put on the grill and, and he's one of those guys that just ends up on the grill yeah and i uh, I, I often volunteer for that position i like oh, it absolutely. but then you know Two hours in, it's like uh, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't have done this. Yeah, it's like you, I feel like you I'm get working. A sweaty, <laughs> but yeah. you know, people always bring you beer. People come talk. Yeah, to you. yeah, and 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 like we were talking about earlier, just the fact that they're all these are great. Thanks so much. It's so good, yeah. and it's it's you know otherwise you wouldn't have that opportunity to like uh, connect with them on that level. I, I always Absolutely. appreciate that. Yeah, well, I really got to get out to to Camarillo. I, I I haven't been up to that part. Like you're about an hour north of LA where you are yeah with without traffic than that I guess with no traffic <laughs> with with no yeah. traffic we're about 35 45 minutes from, from okay. Hollywood yes yeah, okay wow that's that gives you access to all kinds of fun stuff that's it does it be. does yeah and and like I said yeah we're in between uh LA and Santa Barbara and Santa Barbara is just a you know beautiful beautiful getaway as well can't can't talk about, you know just perfect weather 365 Love it. So what's the future for Chef Less? Uh, are you going to continue to make videos? Or are you going to continue to to do that? Or yeah. That something I mean, in your past. You kind of talk about it like it's something you did. That fair point. Fair point. You yeah. know, I've, I've gone more to, you know, just putting pictures of food or, you know, making yeah. really short videos. But, uh, you know, you know, I, I should get back into it. And, you know, I, you know, I talk about, you know, we, we talked about all the jobs I've had. You know, most of my career I've been in manufacturing. But, you know, at some point, you know, let's just say I ever lose my job. I, I've thought about, you know what, I lose my job. You know, I think it might be a good chance that I, I wouldn't mind. I'll just go get a job, you know, washing dishes in a in a kitchen and kind of work my way up and, and learn the, the tricks of the trade and, you know, maybe become, a, you know, official chef less. But who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah. And honestly, somebody with the background like you could really just bring barbecue to anyone and be like, sure. hey, uh, you know, you don't necessarily need to do the restaurant route. I wouldn't think. I think sure. you could just be chef less with the barbecue and add some of your fun other dishes to that. You'd really have something there. Absolutely. You just gave me an idea. So one other thing we did, you know, uh, yeah, uh, when we got back from Paris, you know, loved the crepes over there. So, uh, you know, I've, I've learned to make, a, you know, I haven't perfected it yet, you know, drop a few on the ground, but, you know, flipping the the, the crepe pan so the, the crepe lands just right. Maybe I, maybe I start a, a new trend making barbecue crepes. Uh, my, my, I like the Nutella's, the sweet crepes with fruit, but my wife yeah. likes the savory crepes. And so maybe a, maybe a gar barbecue crepe restaurant. Maybe that's where I'll go, food truck. Well, and that's what I, I see as being kind of the future plan for a lot of these new smaller restaurant startups is they're going to do one savory item. So say it's a burger, hot dog, uh, you know, Philly cheesesteak, whatever they're sure. they're like one item is, but then most of them are adding some sort of sweet element to it. And generally it's some kind of like scoop and serve type thing, like a um, ice cream or banana pudding or something yeah. like that. So that it's kind of that two prong approach where they they've got your dessert covered as well. You know, once yeah. you've got the customer on site, you, you don't want to just sell them that one item if possible. It's like, uh, how about some dessert as well? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Got to get the. Uh, I, I would, uh, I would definitely be eating at your barbecue crepery. I think that sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it was born on your podcast. Call so. it, call it the, uh, the, the Paris cowboy or something like that. Oh, I love it. The Parisian love cowboy. It. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Well, Les, I have definitely enjoyed catching up with you and talking to you about how food has been instrumental in, in your life. And uh, it sounds like you really make it part of your travel. And I, I expect you're probably going to be doing more of that in the future. So absolutely, we should probably we should probably check in again sometime. I want to hear what's going on with you and 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 where else you've been off to. Is any, yeah. any of your other friends getting married that you can uh, maybe yes. <laughs> go to another it- part of the world? Well, not uh, th- this this coming uh, this coming summer is a, a busy wet uh, busy wet wedding season. I'm uh, headed to a bachelor party in Vegas beginning of May. Nice. Uh, headed to the wedding in in Arkansas. Uh, I've got it. Uh, oh, I'm actually going to be the minister in a wedding at Lake Tahoe. Wow. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, got got my uh, my uh, credentials. Uh, I'm going to. That's you know, be so cool. Father Chef Les and uh we'll got a got a wedding I'm gonna I'm gonna be the minister for in, in August here in Camarillo and then you know sum it up in, in uh Florida, right on the Florida Georgia line. Uh got a wedding to, so yeah, definitely come back with some good food experiences and uh, Yeah, and maybe a few bottles of bourbon. I think you can find some good stuff where you're going. I know people absolutely. find all kinds of good things on the shelf in Arkansas. Really? Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Keep Grandpa's keep an story. eye out because you're when you mention those places, I'm like, and I do a lot of that because their taxes are so high here in Washington. Sure. Anytime I'm out of the state, I'm looking for yeah. for a bottle. So, absolutely. Yeah, my in laws live in Idaho, so whenever they come visit, they're you know stopping by Costco and and filling yep. up their trunk with the with alcohol to go back. All right. Well, and awesome, Les. The... Uh, and I, I guess I, I, I need to check back in with you then because it does sound like you've got some stuff coming up. But uh, we'll wrap it up here. And uh, I just want to say thanks for, for coming on. And I'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, buddy.